you might not think that you've got a mantle, but that right there shows me this, that God's purpose and His passion for you, you got a mantle. You just don't recognize it. You don't think it's there. But to the poor people, they didn't realize that was a mantle of God either until they needed it, until it had to protect them. Come on. You can be broke, busted, and disgusted still wearing a mantle. See, a lot of us, it's the mantle, it's the mantle of drought, fire, and rain. Remember this mantle that Elijah wore, it was a testimony that was passed. And by the way, I'm preaching. The mantle that Elijah wore carried a testimony. The testimony was the drought, the fire, and the rain. Remember, he wore that mantle in the drought. Y'all remember? The drought. Let's talk about the drought. It's when nothing in your life is moving. Everything is just dead. You can't seem to get through, get over, get around, get in, nothing. It's dead. Man, everything around you, it's, it's like a, a, an old desert place with cracks in the ground. I mean, it's just desolate. Your prayers don't seem to even be heard, much less answered. And you... you I would say that you have experienced somewhat of a drought in your life, somewhat. I'm not going to say you went full-fledged, but I'm going to say somewhat because you've experienced it somewhere, maybe financially, maybe spiritually, maybe relationally. We've all experienced some type of a drought. We just can't seem to push through, get over. But God... Too many of us are focused on, we, we like the rain side of the mantle. Yes, and we don't think, because this is chronologically and biblically correct, and it's set up in order. Drought, fire, and rain. First it was the drought, then he prayed down the fire. See, the fire, the fire is the part, the fire is the, the part that we all get purified in. That, that is, okay, I'll get churchy. It's your sanctification. Okay, got your attention? And then there's that, that blessing, the, the rain season, when, when, when God said that in, in, in proper time he would pour out blessing. That's what God said, in proper time he would pour out blessing. All of us want to get and skirt around everything else that we got to get through to get to the blessing. And God said, no, 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 sweetheart, no. That's not the way this works. Y'all seen that commercial? That ain't how any of this works, right? I'm going to defriend you and defriend. That ain't how this works. 
but there's a process that you go through. And I'm going to show you. Tommy, go ahead and put up 2 Kings 19. Let me read it to you. Can I read it to you? Y'all, look, I've already started preaching. I ain't stopping. And it came to pass when the Lord was about to take up Elijah into heaven by a whirlwind. See, I told y'all a long time ago that Elijah wasn't taken up by a chariot of fire. Everybody kept, I even thought it. That he was caught up in a chariot of fire. No, he wasn't. The chariot of fire separated him from Elijah. Never mind. That Elijah went with Elisha from Gilgal. Then Elijah said to Elisha, stay here. Please, for the Lord has sent me on to Bethel. But Elisha said, as the Lord lives and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. So they went down to Bethel. Now the sons of the prophets who were at Bethel came out, came out to Elisha and said to him, Don't you know that the Lord's about to take your master from you? And he said, Yes, just be quiet. I already know. Don't add to it. Don't add to the pain. I already, don't you think I already know? Quit adding to it. And he said, yes, I know, keep silent. Then Elisha said to him, Elisha, stay here, please, for the Lord has sent me on to Jericho. But he said, as the Lord lives and as your soul lives, I ain't going. So they came to Jericho. Now the sons of the prophets who were at Jericho came to Elijah and said to him, Don't you know that the Lord will take away your master from over you today? So he answered, Dude, shut up. I already know. Then Elijah said to him, Stay here. I love how God works in threes. Please. Please. Just stay here. For the third time, stay here. I'm testing your faith. Stay here. Are you for real? Do you really? <laughs> Where is he at? Well, he back in the room again, ain't he? Do you really want to go to North Carolina? <laughs> but he said, as the Lord lives and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. So the two of them went on. I got a couple notes I want to make sure. And 50 men of the sons of the prophet went, stood facing them at a distance while the two of them stood by the Jordan. Now Elijah took his mantle. He rolled it up and struck the water. And it was divided this way and that you know a man is powerful when he ain't got to speak. And it was divided this way and that, so the two of them crossed over. There's that dry ground again, on dry ground. <laughs> that just hit me. Back that up. No, there it is. Leave right here. Don't move. So the two of them crossed over on the dry ground. Where were they going? They were getting ready to move into Elisha's blessing. But first, they had to cross over on dry ground. Here it is again. Man, you got to go through some stuff in life. You can't. Thank you, Holy Spirit. For those who are faithful with 
little things. God, I'm going to sit right here and just cry. Go ahead, Tommy, move. Hurry up. (laughs) And so it was when they had crossed over that Elijah said to Elisha, Ask. Now that you've gone through all of it, now ask. I wasn't even going to imply that there was anything that you could ask for up until this point. Come on, somebody. What may I do for you before I'm taken away from you? Elisha said, please, let me have a double portion of your spirit. So Elijah kind of looked at him and said, boy, (laughs) boy, are you hearing what I'm telling you? Right now, I don't think you know what you're asked for. Sure did ask for a hard thing. You see, you've asked, you have asked a hard thing. I got, I got to stop there for a minute because that just come out to me too. I've heard a lot of people kind of take that and convert that into words that we understand. You have asked a hard thing. Some people look and say, well, Elisha's saying, look, dude, you're asking the wrong guy. That's not up to me. It can't be the other way that you ask a hard thing for God because nothing is impossible. Okay. So I looked at it and I said, okay. And now I just seen this again. We still talking about the same man that looked and said, brother, it ain't going to rain until I say it rains. I don't think it was a very hard thing for Elijah because Elijah knew in him that he'd go, daddy, it's a faithful servant. This is the same one that you told me to drop my cloak on. And he's been with me ever since. Give it to him. See, my son don't like being my son right now. Because he don't know why I'm praying. Fathers, you better cover your kids. Don't be praying no sissy prayers over your children. Okay? Father, just keep them tonight. Let him sleep. No. Mm-mm. My prayer's been totally changed. I don't want my boy sleeping. God, wake him up. Every 15 minutes. You remind him of who he is. Every half hour on the half hour, you tell him who he is. Every hour on the hour, you let him know that you are Elohim. You ain't with me. Y'all, you don't know. That's why my son don't like me. Look, do you honestly think And I've told y'all, when you read this word, you've got to read this word 
in a spiritual format. You've got to look at it kingdom thinking. You quit being so simple-minded in your reading of the word. Put yourself in the place. He said that everything in here was, it was written for our learning. So Father, keep shaking him. Oh, Megan's not out of it. I just won't go there. Elisha said, please let a double portion. You've asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, <laughs> nevertheless, if you see me when I'm taking from you, it shall be so for you. But if not, it shall not be so. Sean, then it happened. <laughs> Y'all probably need to look at your kids right now and just glance at and say, tell them. Then it happened. If it ain't sitting in here, then you need to speak it out in the airways anyway. <laughs> then it happened. As they continued on and talked... Can you imagine the conversation? I'm getting to my text. Can, can you imagine the conversation? I mean, I'm just, I sit back and I look, man. All, all through, can you imagine the conversation that Jesus had with his three? Not all 12, but with the three. Because I, I still say the three had some intimate conversations. Can you imagine Aaron? And Moses, can you imagine? Just imagine. Put yourself in the shoes. Can you hear the conversations? I mean, some of them make me laugh. Moses going, man, these wicked people, a bunch of stiff-necked people, God ought to just smile. And Aaron's going, now you can't tell them like that out loud. When you get in front of them, you say, Lord, leave them alone. Make them think like you love them. <laughs> just my thinking and separated the, or the chariot of fire appeared horses of fire y'all always know that fire represents what fire represents God right okay and separated the two of them and Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven he left in a whirlwind he left in a storm he left in a storm Man, there was utter chaos. Can you imagine? Wood flying around. Your bins flew out the garage. She said, that was prophetic. <laughs> I love preaching God's word, man. But being caught up in a whirlwind. You remember back a couple verses that Elisha said, if you see me when I go, then you can have it. But if you miss it, you miss it. Do you not think that you won't be tested? You think God is a God... That not test you? 
You know, the only way you can prove your love to God is by your choices that you make. It's a test. Look at somebody. It's a test. It's a test. Just tell them it's a test. Don't fail me now. <laughs> and Elijah went up by the whirlwind into heaven, and Elisha saw it. He didn't get distracted because somebody says something about him. He didn't get distracted because that check came back through the mail, bounced insufficient funds. He didn't miss it because, well, my boyfriend, he found him another girl. I reckon I just need to dress different or something. Right? He, he didn't miss it because of everything else that was storming around his head. That was upheaving in his life. He didn't miss it. He kept his eyes on it. He said, whoa, whoa, whoa. I believe, I believe this man of God. Fathers, don't be lying to your kids. Happy Father's Day. If you set a precedence that your kids always know that, well, they always say that, but they never do it. How much in life will they get distracted from and miss it? Well, when you, when you tell them that God said or when you tell them that God done or when you tell them that God will, they better, be, they better believe in you, fathers. Don't present some half-baked truth to your kids. Amen. Yeah, I'm going here. If you can't say amen on this one, just say ouch. Don't be running your kids. Say, look, the Lord just favors us and blesses us. He gives a brand new hat. Man, don't you. Well, like slap the words down your throat when you say that. Are you that shallow that the only way that you think God's blessing you because of what you drive or what you live in? Are you that shallow? God blessed me because his son died for me. your kids something to hold on to. Daddy, one day you're not going to be here. Your kids going to have to turn to something. I want their voices to be like the Israelites. Father of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Still wish he would have flipped that over to Israel. 
but he didn't for a reason. To let you know he's still God of you too, all jacked up. All up in your mess. He's still your God. Come on, you're not perfect. That's why you have that mantle. See, that mantle covers you in the moments that you need it the most. And he still allows you to walk out your assignment. I can't imagine one second in my imperfections trying to deliver his word. Who am I, man? Who am I to try to deliver this thing? He delivered it better than I'll ever be able to deliver it. But yet he said, I know, I'm going to just confound the wise. I'm going to put you up. <laughs> he called me stupid. I'm, never mind. <laughs> so he saw him no more and he took hold of his own clothes and he tore them into two pieces. Back up. Boy. He tore them into two pieces. He separated his clothes so that he couldn't use them no more. See, some of you ought to take a hold to your life and tear your life into two pieces so you can't use it anymore because your life's not going to get you to heaven. It has a higher probability of getting you to hell. Oucher, amen. Okay, move, Tommy. I ain't even in my text yet. He also took up the mantle of Elijah that had fallen from him. And he went back and he stood by the bank of the Jordan. And he took the mantle of Elijah that had fallen from him and he struck the water and said, (laughs) until you can understand that what someone carries comes from the Lord, you'll probably never receive the mantle of that person. Y'all do know that's still past, right? I mean, when, when, pastors, when pastors have reached and completed their assignment in the season that they're in, and they step away and in comes a fulfillment, that mantle is passed. God's promise never changes. His assignment never changes. His anointing increases. He said, where is the Lord God of Elijah? I get it. I get it. I just got to answer to something I asked this morning. See, I, oh, 
I wish some of y'all had to do what I had to do. Because this one, God talks to you right in the middle of stuff, makes your head spin. He can't do it in there. No, that's too easy. Where's the Lord God of Elijah? Not where's my dad. God, where's my dad when I need him the most? God, when I need to lean into someone and I need somebody to talk to me, when I need somebody to encourage me and live, where, where's my dad? Why does everybody else that has a father treat him like crap? And my dad's not even here for me to even hug. I can't even look at my father and say I love you again. God, where's my dad? It ain't him you're looking for, son. And he crossed over. Now, let me get into the text. We talked about that mantle being a testimony of the drought and the fire and the blessing. I want to take you right here and show you again. You know that any time that you see Something in the Bible, there is a thread to that all the way through the Bible. It doesn't stop there, okay? It, it threads. You'll find it interwoven. You just have to read it. They didn't hear you. You just have to read it. Amen. There it went. If y'all won't, she will. That's right. Because she knows she got to go home with me. <laughs> So there, there's, a, there's an interweaving of this right here in this scripture. Tommy, go back to the first verse. I'm going to keep you busy now. And it came to pass when the Lord was about to take up Elijah, he was about to, into heavenly whirlwind, and Elijah went with Elijah from Gilgal. Everybody remember Gilgal? Not that Gilgal. <laughs> It's not the same Gilgal, baby. Everybody wants to take this and put it right down into the plains of Jericho. That's not the one. This Gilgal actually had another name that it was called, Gia something. But it was another name that was given to this. But it wasn't the same Gilgal that even I thought it was. I thought, that, I said, man, this works so perfect. God, this is, you know, this is just telling us that we've got to go through some stuff. And, and, and Gilgal is the place where, where the Israelites were circumcised. Remember? For the second time? One's enough, Lord. <laughs> but here they are, right? And, and they've been circumcised. And it, and it, it was spiritually speaking of, of cutting away of them. It, it, it was to remind them that they're bondage, man. They're, they're free. They're, they're cut away. It's, it, it's, it's taking away an old covenant and revealing a new covenant. I'm not going to get into detail. You with me? I see God, it fits right in. Because in order for me to receive the mantle, there's some things in my life that have to be separated. He said, no, 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 research. Okay. We start digging. It's actually three Gilgals in the Bible, but we're only going to talk about this one. This Gilgal was actually located eight miles north of Bethel. This Gilgal was the same Gilgal in which Elijah came, Elijah came and was speaking to his prophets. See, he had the schools of prophets, remember? He, he raised up schools of prophets, like two or three. 
This was one of those places where these prophets were. And when he came to Gilgal, Gilgal was actually experiencing a what? A drought. Put my glasses on so I can see it. Y'all see me reach for them, right? <laughs> I did look for them. Just hang on. Y'all okay? I, look, I'm sorry, but not sorry. It's going like this. I just want to give you some stuff. Y'all can fact check me in 2 Kings 4.38, okay, about this Gilgal where Elijah went and Elijah was with his prophets and at the time they were experiencing a drought. Remember, this is the mantle of drought, fire, and rain. This mantle that Elijah carried was a testimony of not only where he had been, but also spiritually speaking, prophetically speaking, where you're going to have to go. See, if you just want to be a Christian, this probably ain't for you. If you go home now, you don't even have to watch it on there because I don't even think they're streaming. So you don't even have to hear it. But if you want to move into something else in God, this is for you. You better wake up and listen. If, you, if your neighbor's sleeping, just smack them. She sleeps a lot. So here they are, they're experiencing this drought, and here comes Elijah, and now we are in Gilgal. Remember, we're talking about a mantle that's worthy to be passing. If you've not experienced it, how can you? Okay. How can I tell you that Harley is the best bike ever made if I ain't drove one? <laughs> now, not all of us will do it, but it's not because they don't believe you, or is it? How can Elijah tell you how can Elijah look at Elisha and tell him, okay, you've asked a hard thing. Why didn't he just say, no, you don't want it? He knew what he had was off the hook. Man, if we just had just a taste. If we had a taste of what he knew. They leave Gilgal. Then Elijah said to Elisha, stay here. I, I want you to hang out. I want you just to, well, Elisha was smart here. He said, nah, they got a drought. I'm out. I'm coming with you. So he had a reason and excuse to leave this one. He said, the Lord has sent me on to Bethel. Y'all remember Bethel. You can fact check me. You can fact check me in Genesis 28. This is where Jacob went and laid down and he had that vision. And he seen the ladder. Remember Jacob's ladder? I ought to bring up some children teachers and we can go all the way through Sunday school again. But he had a vision of the angels ascending and descending on this ladder. This is called 
Bethel means house of God, which we have already found factual that God is represented in what? Fire. This is our sanctification process. This is why a lot of people will never enter into the glory of God, even though they said, man, God's glory fail. No, brother, you still out here running amok and being a whoremonger and everything else. Trust me, you ain't walked into the glory of God. If you ever walk into the glory of God, I promise you it will sanctify your life. You can't taste something. Look, you can't go to Dairy Queen and eat a peanut butter parfait and never go back. <laughs> That's the same thing with God. You can't taste and see that the Lord is good and turn your back on him and walk your wicked way. If you've ever entered into his glory, if you've ever went in and perceived his presence, if you've ever went in and felt his fire, you'll never go back. Bunch of weak watered Christians. I got saved Sunday morning. Well, hallelujah. I didn't get saved on a Sunday morning. And if you ever enter into the presence of God, you'll know that you've been tried by fire. Hebrew says that God is a God of fire. He's, a, he, he's full of fire. He is fire. Left that word out. Consuming. Well, he'll eat up your nastiness. He won't purify you as silver and gold because they perish. But he'll put you in the fire. And when he puts you in the fire, you come out and you smell it like nothing happened. See this mantle. See, here, protection. Divine protection. Nowhere do you find when the Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego was put into this fiery furnace. Nowhere will you read. Go ahead, check me. You will not read that the Hebrew children seen the fourth man. That's why I'm trying to tell you, brother. That when you enter into the fire, you enter into opposition, you enter into adversity. There's no guarantee that you're going to see God at that moment. That's right. See, I think God done it like this for this reason. He wanted the king to see it. He didn't, want his, he didn't want his boys to see it. He said, man, y'all good. I'm protecting you. You are walking in the mantle. What he's trying to tell you is, when you're going through the fire, he wants hell to see it. Not you. He wants hell to experience it. Not you. He wants hell to know that, look, whatever God starts, hell can't stop. got to go through some stuff in your life people man quit trying to get I used to look and, and really second think some of this stuff that I would hear some seasoned pastors talk about about boy don't you be asking for my anointing and the whole time boy I'm like Joshua 
are you still there? I know Moses went to bed. He old and tired. Can we talk a minute? Y'all remember that, right? Joshua hung out. He hung out in the tent of meetings over in the corner. When Moses would leave, Joshua would stay. He was hungry. There is a desire. Man, we've thrown this scripture out probably three times in the past month. Those that thirst and hunger for righteousness will be filled. You can't go back outside the tent of meeting when most say, man, that was such a good time. All right, good game. <laughs> Some of you missed it. <laughs> but they're going back home. Let me tell you something. Moses done put in his time, baby. And you trying to scoot to the front. And look, <laughs> You ain't even been a member of the church very long, much less been a Christian. And you trying to get to the front? I used to think pastors were arrogant by saying, you're not ready for my anointing. Now I understand. Because God doesn't just call you, he sanctifies you. He sets you apart. See, that's why I'm never, yeah. This is exactly why. Because you're not willing to get up at 4.30. You're not willing to miss the Saturday afternoon barbecues. The Saturday morning rides. I don't say that. I'm not saying it with arrogance. I'm giving you disclaimer. Before you sit in those pews and those chairs on your white almighty horse thinking that your robe is whiter than mine, you better grab a grip, baby. Because I'm mighty afraid when the furnace is turned up seven times hotter, you out of here. You're going to hit your knees, you'll bow to whatever. Yes, you will. I'm seeing so-called pastors now bowing, right? Bowing to people. Have you lost your ever-loving mind? Because you've lost your sanctification a long time ago. Because there ain't but one person this knee will hit the ground for, and it ain't you, baby. I will with my wife when I ask her to marry me. But see, this is the great mystery. See, you think I was going to miss that, and didn't you? I ain't going to miss that. This is the great mystery of Christ and the church. See, baby, they, what we do here is what he do. Come on. Huh? That's why we love to worship. Maybe. Sometime. All right, look. Back here. Right here. Y'all getting anything? I don't want you just laughing. I, I, I want you... Look, I want this to be something that settles in your heart to understand that the mantle you carry, the mantle that you walk in, is a mantle worth passing. Amen. That's right. 
First Peter put it like this. He said that the genuineness of your faith. All right, Tommy, you ready? Just hang on. And when I say go, go. I just want you to click and then click. All right, look. That the genuineness of your faith. First Peter 1.7, y'all can check me. He said, stay here, please. But Elijah said, nah, I'm not going to leave you. Go. Then Elijah said, stay here, please. And he said, no, I'm not going to go. Go. Then he said, stay here, please. And then he said, huh uh I'm hanging out. So that the genuineness of your faith. Dude, come on. Everything that takes place in the Old Testament is nothing but a foreshadow of what is taking place in the New. Do you not understand and do you not know that you are the New Testament? Do you not understand it? that blood-bought covenant, that new covenant, that defined covenant, that precious covenant, that red flowing covenant is over your life? And you have now become. You're accepted into the beloved, baby. And you know what, Lasagna? This is what it gets some people's gall right here. They don't have to like me, but I'm still in. Did that make you want to go like this, don't it? I used to not know what that meant until one time the Holy Spirit smacked me, boy, and I wasn't ready for it. See, side note, side note, I'm trying to help you. Now pay attention to this. This is a side note. This is important for you. I am speaking out of all seriousness. Be careful what you look at and say, that's not God. Okay? I'm not saying that you don't check because the Bible says you check all spirits. Be careful what you look at and say, that's not God. Because here's the deal. When divinity... (laughs) It was like the first... It's like the first kiss. When when divinity... See, y'all don't quit being so saved. All y'all ain't been saved all your life. Y'all had a first sugar? Huh? I mean, Tommy right now is still living in it. That dude got the first sugar and it took him out of his socks. He said, whoa! Listen. Linda, Linda, listen. Before you say that, understand this. That when divinity embraces humanity. Humanity can't comprehend. Look, I mean, we joke, laugh about it, but that's why babies get thrown up against the wall and come back to life. Because divinity reached down and embraced humanity. And that dude said... True story. 
He got a book out there, something, uh, autobiography or something, probably about that thick. It'll take you the rest of your life to read it. That's why you got people, man, that jump straight out their seat screaming. That's why some lose their bobby pins because the head's just, the head's shaking and bobby pins. That's why I'm saying, man, when the Holy Ghost come up in here and rock, hit the ground, Jack. Safest place for you. Hit the ground. Hit your face. That's probably why when we enter into the glory of God that we get prostrate on our face because things is happening. Even the angels can't stand it. Do you, do you know how powerful the God is that you serve? The one that can sit on his throne and lift his finger and make things happen? My knees is weak. That's another thing. <laughs> Sometimes I walk, Maggie says, you get the ghost, Daddy. We'll be, we'll be walking in Walmart or something. In my knee, I got a little issue every once in a while. And my knee decides it wants to go like sugar. Oh, Daddy got the ghost. <laughs> and she'll run up in there and try to help me. She, she a professional catcher. <laughs> she... <laughs> I, in training, baby. See, that's what I'm telling you. Raise your children in the way they should go. I'm having a great time this morning, man. I'm sweating like a pig, and I'm having a great time. So they leave out of here, and they enter into Jericho. You remember Jericho, right? Jericho, you can fact check me again in Joshua chapter 6. But in, in Jericho, this was, this was the first sign physically of the promise in fruition. This is the first place. They've been promised a land flowing with milk and honey. They were promised Canaan. That was their promise from their father Abraham. This was their promise, man. I mean two generations, three generations here. This is the first time. Man, I see it like this. I see it like this. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I see it like this. It's just like us. God has promised us so long, and we've read them, and we've read them. They've been told to us. They've been prayed over us. We've heard them, and we've heard them, and we heard, and we cross over this Jordan, you know, this one, not the next one, but this one, because there's another... This Jordan, we got over this Jordan and we walking in, man, our expectations are so high. It's like when you got married and your expectation was so high and then the seven year honeymoon went away. And then you went. Our expectations of God's blessing in our life. There it stood before Israel. There it stood before you. The blessing you've been asking for, you have gone through. The drought, the fire, 
And the, here you are. Man, it don't look like it's raining. This place is all shut up. Can't nobody come out. Can't nobody go in. God, this is, man, this is the blessing in fruition. Here it is. Oh, thank you. Again, Holy Spirit. One man sows, another man waters. But only God brings the... Okay, I'm going to take you through the story just to help you. Y'all okay? You ain't looking for McDonald's or nothing right now, are you? You all right? Because I'm going to hold you a minute. I want something in your soul this morning. I'm tired of watery Christianity. I want something in your life. LB that you can chew on and it tastes so good, your boy tastes it in his mouth. Dim right there, some banging ribs. Boy. <laughs> you know they good when somebody else eating them, and you could just take you go. <laughs> the Israelites, man, they they're up on their blessing. It's the beginning of a season of rain. It's right there, and God said, "Wait a minute, before you." Get crazy and think just because you've come through the drought and just because you come through some fire, don't get it mistaken because you ain't making it rain. He says, so there's a lesson to be learned here. We enter into Jericho and here's these walls. They got chariots riding around the top of these walls. These ain't your little normal eight inch foundations. Okay? These things got chariots. They, they got homes and cities inside the walls. That ought to bring some perspective. They, they got their houses, Hannah, in the walls. That's how big these And you're challenged yet again because you looked and you went, well, this is the blessing. But wait a minute. <laughs> and he says, shh. He said, I want you to understand something. Not all battles you face in life. It's going to be won by them. Some of them you got to go. I was preaching in a series and we were talking about how they would walk around these walls. Well, see, they would walk around them walls one, one time a day for six days. And then the seventh day, they walked seven times. 
Okay, so they got out there, they walked around this wall, and then they had to come home. How was your day today, honey? Oh, it was good. We walked around the walls, enjoyed the views, checked out the hummingbirds, and everybody was silent. All good. Okay. Trust in their man of God. The second day goes about, and they come home. How was your day, honey? I mean, it's all right. You ought to see them walls out there. Them things is big. They go to the third day, and they come back home. See, some of you going to sleep. You going to sleep because you'll miss the last part, and then you'll be walking out like this, and everybody else will be running over your back. And they come home, and she said, honey, did y'all do something today? Did you just ask if I'd done something? Woman, I went to work. <laughs> What'd you do today, honey? All nothing. Enjoyed a Sunday and the eating Sunday, not Sunday at church. Nothing happening. They getting frustrated. They getting agitated. I can imagine the conversation. Man, look, I don't know what Joshua doing, but we done told that fool. As long as God was with him and he done what Moses done, That's right. that we would stick with him. They actually said, and if somebody come against them, take them out back and kill them. Y'all remember that? Boy, I love to have that conversation or that congregation. <laughs> And they come back after the fifth day and the sixth day. Man, and I, I can see it, boy, walking in. Because if you've been in any kind of military, you know not to show yourself out in front of the big dudes, right? You, you're going to talk about them like you talk about the pastor when you go eat lunch. You, you talk about them when he ain't around. See, and that's what they were doing. They was coming back home having to talk to their white man. They throwing their shields and their armor on the floor, kicking the helmet across the floor. Man is on. What's for dinner? Huh? Mad. And then they say, we're going to go, oh, we, yeah, we got to go tomorrow. And oh, he's got a plan tomorrow. He's got a big plan tomorrow. He's saying, we're going to walk this thing seven times. And guess what, honey? He's going to put out Judah. <laughs> if you don't know about Judah, Judah's just a praise team. <laughs> he's putting Judah in front. I mean, they don't even have a spear. What are they going to do? He said, yeah, y'all got to be quiet again. Don't be saying nothing. And then he's going to look at Judah and say, no, on the seventh time, I want you to blow your horns. And then he told us, yeah, he wants us to join in after they blow their horns. He wants us to shout. Oh, boy. What are we going to do? Hurt the hearing? And God the whole time is working up a blessing. He said, man, don't listen. I'm just trying to excite you don't get it. I'm trying to excite your anticipation. 
Oh, Hannah. Oh, Hannah. Oh, Hannah. But Dad, I've been accepted. Oh, Hannah. Once I get it to the level to where I know that you know that it wasn't you. Oh, I'm going to come in just like it chariot of fire again. And I, I'm going to separate what needs to be separated. And I'll take you and can't nobody say nothing. I'm just wanting to excite your anticipation. See, if God could have got their excitement, sorry, not sorry. If God could have got their excitement to a level And the outcome exceeded their anticipation. Now they too walk in a mantle with the testimony. Too many, listen to me, church, too many times you put your hands in God's cooking pot and you taste it and you want some more salt. So you put it in there. Oh, it come out real good. But it only come out as good as you could make it. What do you want God to do? You waiting on something? You waiting on something? Don't you flavor it. Let the cook do his job. Because that taste. Fathers, what are you passing? You teach? You showing? Educating? Learning? Mentoring, not ruling. I don't like a ruling father. You can't nurture the person. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. But you nurture the gifting because you're the priest of the home. I don't know about you. But I 
want to give a mantle worth passing. It's not all fun and games. You won't always be on the top. But I got good news because I'm a preacher and we are to exploit. Maybe I better not use that word. We are to express the gospel in such a manner that you feel, hear, and receive good news. Here's the good news. You'll not always be on the bottom either. I don't know. I feel like I have wore you out because I'm wasted. Tommy, I know you spent a lot of time in it. Save it for next week. But this is what I do want you to do. Dry bones rattling. Hear me. Some of you, some of you need a breakthrough. Amen. Some of you are setting in stuff that don't belong to you. Amen. Some of you need a breakthrough. This is what we're going to do. I don't care. It looks like everybody in here has said, Corona be gonna. <laughs> so we ain't going to sing that song, and I'm going to spare you. But this is what we are going to do. If you're in, if you're in, I don't want to say in need of, because that's our problem, man. Yes. We're only wanting to come to God when we're in need. Come on. I'm going to change that wording, because it's going to affect a couple decisions for a couple people. If you are in search of a breakthrough, I'm going to pray with you this morning. Okay? If it ain't you, it's fine. You set. You can set. But we're going to play this song. And if you're in search for a breakthrough, don't come to me wanting a raise from work. Talking about a breakthrough. I'm talking about you are setting, you're in the drought. You're in the drought. Maybe you're even in the fire, and that word's that word smacked you in the head because, well, maybe I ain't got to see him, I just got to know he's there. Maybe you need reunited faith. Yes. 